Hey YouTube, this is React City. I'm Johnny. And I'm Rose. I'm Nikki. And this is the React Cast Woo! number 11. So we got a pretty good fun fact from the uh, an older React City that I thought was really cool. It was when we were talking about Crunchyroll and how it had a terrible UI and stuff compared to pirate websites. <laughs> so Dognan Gin had to say, fun fact, Crunchyroll actually used to be a pirate site uh -huh. for anime and then it became legal when a company called Venrock invested over four million into them, Whoa. which then set the stage for their transition from pirate to a legitimate streaming company years later. Wow. Wow. He then goes on to say it's mind-boggling that anime pirate sites have a better organized and more complimentary UI than legal sites. Yeah. You'd think a multi-million dollar company's website would look better and be more organized than the pirates run by one guy in his basement. <laughs> but in general, I feel like that's a thing where a company gets so big that it's harder to succeed on the smaller stuff because there's so many layers to go through bureaucracy. You know what? It makes me compare it to Moonshine. Moonshine? Moonshine. Moonshine. What yeah. on earth do you know about Moonshine? Just what I see in passing. Oh, I can't. No, uh, there's a show. Mm -hmm. This The guy made it, though. That's the happy ending. Oh, Tickle. I think is, that was the one with the overalls. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So, I remember Dad was telling me his story. Basically, he was the underground guy, yeah, I and he decided to go straight. But, like, everything went wrong. Like, Oh, everything was expensive and everything was hard and that's yeah. why the show was great because you know troubles people yeah. love watching troubles yeah. yeah but it was just showing like when he was a one-man band and he was doing this you know underground whatever mm -hmm. he would make him bank yeah but now that he was trying to go straight it's like you have all the regulations you have mm -hmm. to follow code yeah you can't even get started unless everything is so it's like you have all these things coming against you when you're trying to do the right thing <laughs> yeah. and i feel like that's that's probably what happened to crunchyroll like they have to get all the staff they have to pay employees properly you know yeah. so you got to make sure you, you're covering all of the bases all of the regulations like dealing with hiring people mm -hmm. and being legitimate so i feel like they probably and then on top of it people are greedy so who knows who's getting the money where yeah you know Apparently, uh, I was looking into it a little bit. Someone said that they got $4 million because apparently the Crunchyroll exit somehow knew, like, business connections. Like, they just had that already, but they were just being a pirate website. Wow. So Forbes okay. goes into detail and says they used to be a barely legitimate aggregator site that hosted translations and original anime without the licensing. So uh, they were pirates. Yeah. But they were so popular that they're basically able to bring the people with money data showing them how much demand there was for this if they someone just gave enough money to buy the licensing. Right. Okay. It always comes down to connections. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, there's also a bit of uh, somewhat sad news. Uh, one of the main animators for uh, Code Geass has passed mm -hmm. away. Oh. And so on June 10th, they will be having a little celebration and gathering. The directors will hold the talk after after the episodes are screened and so it, we might get some interesting information about the show in that mm -hmm. or it might just be a memorial they don't go into a lot of detail what it's going to be yeah. mm. okay um wasn't there like something in the works for cookie S? um or no am i thinking there show? was but it was we barely had any information on it okay. at the time oh, okay. so you have to recapture yeah mm. But nothing since then. Yeah. <laughs> it's been three years. And COVID hit them, 2020, so. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably everything went shut down. Yeah, shows that were ongoing got shut down and slowed down. So I can imagine stuff that was still on the storyboard. Not even like, Yeah. Just drop it. Just drop it. Forget it. Don't even try. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I hope that they still manage to do things the, the way they wanted it to be. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Um, also, so I wanted to bring up 
So a lot of the shows that we were watching happen yeah. to be all finishing very soon. <laughs> yeah, at like the same the, time. Yeah. Within like yeah. a week of each other. Yes, within a week of each other. Really? Three of the shows end on the same week. Oh, yeah. which so ones? Demon Slayer has two episodes left. Academy Drive, Two Year Tourney, and Finland Saga all have three episodes left. So oh it's confirmed gosh. that Demon Slayer is 11 episodes? I'm week? going off the assumption that it is. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ugh. There are seven rumors that it's going to be 11 episodes, but the more I look it up, the more official websites also say 11 episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's a leak, but at the same time, everybody's operating as it's true, yeah, and they have true. not corrected them. And yeah. generally speaking, you want to correct the audience if they think, I don't have to show up next week. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. So, but, and also the show is gonna tell us like when we see that 11th episode we'll be able to tell like this feels very final or even a cliffhangery that we're not getting more for a while kind of way yeah mm-hmm. especially because we just I mean spoilers up to this point of course we just killed the fifth the upper moon right yeah that was crazy it's like uh, it happened so like anticlimactically yeah. as we pointed out in the episode Mm-hmm. I mean, how much time do we have left to invest in this other guy without making f- five look like a chump? Yeah. If I've got ten more episodes of this guy. Yeah, but yeah. That guy really sucked right yeah. there. Yeah. So we're on episode nine mm-hmm. of Demon Slayer and going to 11. Yeah, so... So it's just two more. So it makes sense the next one would probably be the end with love. The end of the sixth... What did he see? Fourth? Fourth. Fourth. End of fourth. And um, basically a wrap-up and set-up in the, the final episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really feels like this show has like two seasons left. Mm-hmm. What's Muzan gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has like three. Three people. And he's yeah. gonna, at this point, I don't see him like sending out, uh, I guess he could still keep sending out feeling like, no, I'm big and bad, my guys are bad, but he could also be like, um, I'm disappointed at all of you because you're failing and you're supposed to be the upper moons. Mm-hmm. And then he's gonna, I'm gonna do this myself. He's gonna go Thanos and be like, I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think he, he's, he's a very go my underlings kind of guy. True. A part of me is wondering if we're gonna see a scaredy cat moves on like freak out and just run away. Like, completely ruin all the ambiance that he's been building up. Yeah. Because he, he, everyone describes him as a coward, which, I mean, he could just be tactical, but at the same time, he does seem like a spoiled brat a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. The way he treats things. This is true. And the way he, his temper, like when he doesn't get what he wants, yeah. when things aren't going it. his way. When people call him sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's how it's in frame. How long do you think it's going to be before the show is over? Do you feel like it's a couple seasons left? Yeah, I don't see it going past, like you said, two seasons, and yeah. I'm thinking about the same. I don't see it, like, if at most three seasons and then it's absolutely done. I don't mm. see how they have, unless he has, like, a hidden Upper Suns. Upper Suns. Or he has, like, The moons were the lower ones, and now he has the suns. Or he finds the blue lily. Blue lily. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I, 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 see, I can see them doing that in two seasons. True. I was actually, the way I was thinking about it, like, I, the way Demon Slayer runs, there's either it's done in one season, or Muzan has to pull up, pull something out of the bag in order for it to be two or three seasons. Like, I don't know how they could pull, there would have to be one upper moon per season. But we just did two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I guess it makes sense that, that they could make it one because these are supposedly lower than the next one, so it makes sense that it would be harder for the next ones. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm excited just to see Akaza fight, to be honest. <laughs> I want to see him go all out. Yeah. Last time he was kind of playing around, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
and got serious at the end. People, uh, speaking of the, the fights with the upper moon, some people were saying, like, Tengen really was just the weakest Sasha. <laughs> 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 it's like, it's like uh, a little unfair, I feel like. Uh, especially since he started out poisoned. Yeah, like, I keep he, he fought that, that whole fight poisoned. When did he get poisoned? Do you remember? I, I, I think it was right as um, Yutaro came out. Oh, in the room when he first emerged. Yeah. Yes, he got like cut he comforted his sister and then <sighs> did a thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what's his name didn't avoid it because I don't think he suspected it. I don't remember. How I remember is the broken room and <laughs> being like, oh, he's poisoned. Oh yeah, yeah. I just also want to say, just the coming up July sixth, and so oh. is Ronnie Kenshin. So with these shows returning, uh, we're also gonna have, uh, we definitely have room for one poll show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to also be another open slot. I was thinking of catching a show that comes along, but I, I've been scanning the upcoming shows, and there doesn't really seem to be anything that screams both us and popular. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm gonna keep my eye open for that. Um, and I don't want to put something there just because I don't find anything. Yeah. Because it's happened before where the, something yeah. was there and I just didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Give us a chance. Yeah. So give us some suggestions, guys, of, of animes you guys see that you think we'd like. Yeah. Upcoming animes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a month in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is also going to be coming out two weeks later, so keep <laughs> that in mind. <laughs> yeah, Ruin Detention is something that I'm really excited for. It's one of those shows that. I've always wanted to see and I just never got around to seeing it. It's basically a samurai who refuses to kill people. Oh. Um, I think he might have been someone who was an assassin or something like that. I'm not sure. But basically he turns back on that way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Is he like a pacifist now? He beats people up. But oh, okay. he doesn't want to kill Just no lot. killing. All right, okay. that's not bad. He's like Batman with a sword. Yeah, <laughs> okay. okay, you know, like knock him out with the hilt instead of slashing their throat. I think he uses a reverse style, like he just hits you with the other side. The back side of the blade. Yeah. Cool. I've seen yeah. it a couple of times. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we've seen a lot of shows recently that are along the lines of that um, anti-violence. Middle mm. Saga, we had a bit of that in Trigun. Uh, that maybe that's the the, the era's trend mm. Mm. of no no violence, mm-hmm. pacifism. Mm-hmm. Mm. And speaking of it, all the era's trends. So Disney, in recent times, I've seen been seeing this meme of. Disney villains have become increasingly about the personal issues and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And DreamWorks has gone over to the overarching evil force and stuff like that. Yeah. In general, society seems to have gone towards a more understandable villain kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think that is? Because I've seen some people say that it might speak to the disillusionment of the people in general. Like, we're kind of in an information age right now where we can learn more about conflicts in the past and yeah. how things weren't as justified as it was made out to be at the time. Mm-hmm. And so now society, people are like, well, Maybe there were a reason why they did that thing, or maybe you're just saying that they're that bad because you have some interest in another way. Mm-hmm. A really cynical way of looking at it. Yeah, I I think it's it's that just from a story perspective, entertainment perspective, is that at, growing up, the only villains we got were these guys are super bad, and you just hate the villains. Like the villains were just there to be hated, and the only characters you were interested in were the main characters. Yeah. But then you. Once the villain becomes interesting, the story, whole story becomes a little bit more interesting because now you have the interesting main character and an interesting villain. Mm-hmm. And then you have this whole... I mean, people were already doing it before, but like other people were like, I want to be the villain in this in this story. Yes. Like playing dolls or whatever. Yes. Playing just uh, in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Now people are like, oh, more interesting villains mean more interesting playtime. Yes. I think it also has to do with the change in kind of the connection to political correctness. 
and how people are more, I guess, aware of feelings of other people. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is like more and maybe more empathetic or sympathetic even, and maybe trying to put that on everyone and everything. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of think about like, it's, it's kind of like, maybe it could be good and it could be bad like you want to say you know people in the prisons for example Mm -hmm. people want to take away capital punishment Mm -hmm. or there's there's a big argument is it you know like right is Mm -hmm. it proper to do something like that because you know this person could could have a change of heart are Mm -hmm. they really completely evil yeah and then there's a time there was a time or there are still people that believe no you do some a certain thing you are an evil person now. Pariah to society. Uh, yeah, and you mm-hmm. should not be redeemable. Mm-hmm. But that mindset has kind of changed over the years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like more people these days don't feel that way. So I think it's kind of, kind of coming into the, the art. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually makes me think of when I was going to school, I think it was eighth grade, um, I was, we were doing English literature and they're talking about a, a season, uh, the era change or the, the writing change when it went from every story had a happy ending to every story had a terrible sad ending <laughs> and it was because of the mindset of the people as something was happening i can't remember what period what time this happened but i hated those stories <laughs> uh, there was this one oh the name it was a name of the girl uh, I, I can't remember there was the first one i had to read with that that mm-hmm. series of bad ending stories yeah and i it it, like i was traumatized because (laughs) it was i was into this character and then she just like terrible tragic ending the end this is where we're ending (laughs) and the teacher was basically trying to show this is how the people were thinking at the time they didn't like that people were trying to put a bow on everything and that's not life and they're trying to go into realism Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i feel like that is basically how art does we're doing it again we're doing it again except it's a little bit more of a it's it's not it's it's not a terrible tragic ending now people still want their happy ending but it's this still like more of a okay he's he seems he shouldn't get a happy ending he needs to die but we can at least understand (laughs) (laughs) semi-realistic happy ending Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like it, it flew this way and it flew that way and now it's kind of going like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to have a bit of both. Yeah, hey, you know, personally, I really like um, understandable villains. Mm-hmm. I, I think it makes it much more compelling when the person is more hardcore in doing the bad thing. Yeah, yeah. but they have an understandable reason. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it so that sometimes I even want them to partially succeed. <laughs> like I, I, in uh, Trigon, I didn't necessarily. Well, I didn't hate, uh, what's his name, Knives. Knives, yeah. I, I knew he had to lose, but I was really rooting for him to do a lot of damage. Yes. <laughs> you know? Because he had a really good point for what he was saying. Yes. But uh, uh, that kind of thing I really enjoy in this uh, New Age kind of stuff. What I don't like in the New Age writing is uh, the dialogue, for the most part. Mm. There's a lot of complaint. There's been a lot of complaints recently about millennial writing. And it's kind of like, uh, it's, you see in the Marvel movies, everybody's like making quips and short jokes all the time. Yeah. Oh. And, every, and no one takes anything seriously uh, at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. The villain's always in some way a little bit of a joke, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's become extremely common. It's yeah. in video games now, in all the movies, TV shows. It's just the standard way of doing things. Can I have an example? Look at Star-Lord in Marvel Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. Uh, he's a pretty good character mm-hmm. because he was at the very beginning of all of this mm-hmm. but he makes a joke of everything he's not really serious himself even though sometimes he looks cool there's always something to deflate the moment for him mm-hmm. yeah imagine that kind of thing but for everybody I think I, I understand from the Starlet example because mm-hmm. like even his like 
like from the first movie and he meets the bad guy and he starts dancing yeah, yeah. he's like what what are you doing what? yeah stop that but you know what I think cause I don't I haven't noticed this millennial trend so mm-hmm. when I saw at least Star Lord that one was just felt like oh that's just him yeah you know, that's just what's his name Quinn Quinn yeah, yeah. Quinn. Quinn I got it right yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't really realize that Quill. I don't think it's Quinn. Quill. Quill. Yeah. Quill. Okay. <laughs> it's close. Um, I, yeah. But so I'm trying to think like other examples. If if I'm thinking of the connection, maybe this, it's connected to the idea of how when the bad guy joins the good side, they become powerless. That kind of idea. Maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of what's happening with the people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I keep trying to figure out what, like, what does Marvel have that DC doesn't have that would make DC heroes, like, more interesting? A-list celebrities. Well, there's Ben Affleck. I think a big problem for them is they needed for a long time a strong singular vision, and they're only getting it now, and so everything's getting thrown out for something new that's untested, and so it's going to alienate a lot of fans. Like, you've heard... um, the director for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie is now going to be in charge of all the new DC movies. Okay. They basically threw out everybody, like Henry Cavill's out of Spider-Man as Batman oh. and Superman. <laughs> so he's out. Henry Cavill! He's out. Um, ben Affleck's going to be out pretty soon, I believe. Pretty much everybody's going to be out. Uh, they're not sure, but they think Wonder Woman might also be out, but they're just not saying it yet. Because wow. he wants a younger group of people so that he can kind of carry Karen for a long movie. time, yeah. Mm. yeah. I thought Ben Affleck was a mistake from the beginning, not because he didn't look it or couldn't act. I just thought, if you're starting a series, why would you start with an actor who's already older, and then you start off with Batman vs. Superman? Yeah. You know, something that's supposed to have a lot of emotional weight because these two have been friends for years. Yeah. Mm. You know, it just didn't make more sense to me. Yeah. Oh. The emotional Spider-Man. Yeah. Which one? Which Spider Man isn't emotional Spider Man? He's no, he's the crying one. Toby, no, Toby McGuire has Toby's the crying one. No, he's he's, 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 he's the feeling friend, ones, though. isn't he? The feeling, he's the feeling guy. Yeah, it's funny. He didn't. I mean, he he did cry a couple of times in the movies, but it, it really wasn't that much more than the other Spider Man. But he got the reputation for it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it might just be because how um, expressive his face was. Yeah, I was gonna say very um Im- impactful acting. Yeah. Mm. Convincing. <laughs> I, I think the the people who were closer to him died more than in other, other the other Spider Man yeah. movie. Whereas other it was people that Peter knew of in the other movies, but it was people that he he knew mm. in his movies in Garfield Garfield's movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and true. Gwen's dad. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Wow. Whoops. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny how in Amazing Spider-Man they went with the whole Gwen thing. At first, I, when I first heard about that, I was annoyed because I never knew for the longest time that Gwen was the first love of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was Mary Jane from the beginning. Me too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. no, it's just she got more popular as she came after. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the first Spider-Man that I ever watched was the animated one where it was Mary Jane and he there was this there was this jock guy oh no I think I think Flash Flash Johnson Flash Johnson I don't remember but there was some something going on with him but I think he liked Mary Jane or something like that but they were at high school Mm -hmm. yeah I don't remember I can't tell you much more about it (laughs) I just have this vague scene in my mind I think you talk about the spectacular Spider-Man TV show (laughs) sure (laughs) I know all the names I think I think it was because I remember you seeing it 
and then I started watching it, I think because you were watching it, and then I watched the whole thing. Mm. It was really, really good. It's one of the best animated Yeah, I had really liked it. Oh, I think that's, I saw the Venom in that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he was in Venom. And he was in Venom. <laughs> Venom was in it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, every time I think of seeing Venom in that show, I was like, <laughs> you really I like Venom? I loved Venom. I loved Spider-Man as Venom. I don't know. It just gives me these... <sighs> in my stomach. It's weird. I, but that's why the, the latest Venom scared me. I didn't want to watch it. Because it's, oh. it's going to ruin my childhood memories. <laughs> well, you watched the one with uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that one either. Yeah. Oh. I didn't like that one. You didn't like his, his dancing? No. His, his pointing? No, actually, I was not... I actually repressed the memories of the dancing. I only see the mem- like those afterwards when everybody memed it. Like, I just remember it being okay. This is kind of weird, but okay, let's, let's pass by now. Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah. Uh, what What about Venom? Did you like so much in that one that you didn't like in the movie? Um. Well, what I remember of it was it made him stronger and kind of like I liked his attitude. Like he was a little like an attitude there, but it was edgier. it was edgy. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't cringe. Hmm. Would you have been able to recognize cringe at the time? <laughs> it's a good How question. Old you? <laughs> I was young. Uh, it's a good question. I, I don't know. I really loved, and I when it when it went away, I was like, oh man. But then I remember it ended with like a like it was like there still like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, the symbiote never dies. <laughs> like in all of the media, actually, the symbi- we've never seen the symbiote die. No. Well, they can't kill a villain. You know. they're, they're pretty insane. You, you ever see, hear about from the comics where they come from and what they are? No. You know, more than one? I mean, we knew that they were an alien thing. It's a planet. Like, there's a planet full of venom symbiotes, and they exist by coexisting with other species. Mm. And for some reason, they're also spider-themed on that planet. But they came <laughs> across Peter, and because of his uh, spider DNA, he was extra compatible. Oh. So all the symbiotes kind of love him, and they want to take him. But they'll take the next best thing, which is why they will flash other people. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of them in the comics now. I didn't know Carnage was a, an actual symbiote. I thought he was just, um, I thought he was like a Hulk version. Oh no, Venom's closer to the Hulk one. Oh, right. uh, Carnage is mostly a psychopath, psychopathic guy, a serial killer uh, symbiote. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy was a murderer, and then he got oh. the symbiote. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Wow, they, they somebody take care of that one. Somebody wanted to play out their dreams. I'll uh, show you an image of him here. I yep. know he was red. Cletus. Yeah. That was the guy who got it. Cletus. Of course, some axe murderer yeah. in Texas is named Cletus. <laughs> yeah. Carnage was always the scary one because with Venom, he just comes up to you and starts a fight like any other, anyone else. <laughs> but this guy's scary. Like, he hunts inside of the shadows. He follows you along. He rips people apart. He just leaves gore everywhere. Oh yeah. my gosh. Much scarier. Yeah. The many hosts of Carnage. The many hosts. Hmm. So that means Carnage is the name of the symbiote? Yes. Oh, okay. So Venom is the name of the symbiote? Yeah. I did not know these symbiotes had names. They have naming conventions? What what did you think he called a Venom for then? I thought it was just... I I thought at first this was the person who got taken over was like, you know what, I'm so cool, I I I need a name as my alternate ego. I am Venom. Yeah. Hey, oh, that one's just straight up Eddie Brock. No, that's the his host. Yeah, that's oh, okay. the one I put it there. But yeah, look, there's Venom, Carnage, Anti-Venom, Lasher, Hybrid, Crowbar. Crowbar! Yeah, bunch of them. 
if I recall, anti-venom might be one of the strongest right now. Mm-hmm. And venom, they in the comics at one point they uh, basically lobotomize it, and Flash becomes a secret service agent for the Shield. Wow. Yep. 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 Uh, how does? Uh, how do you lobotomize an aim? amorphic creature. No, that still wouldn't work. Though. I know, because it's so just It's like, maybe it's just playing. It's like, somebody takes a knife to it, it's like, what are you doing? You know this won't work. <laughs> so at this point, I think it's time we head on over to Rose Rance, unless you have something else to say about this. Um, I just wanted to bring up my uh, favorite series, because you were talking about your favorite Spider-Man series. It reminded me of my favorite Spider-Man series, which was the Ultimate Spider-Man oh, series, yeah. which is like one of the most uncanon Spider-Man series I've ever watched. Because <laughs> it has like, it takes in like four other superheroes oh, yeah. as teenagers. I think there's White Tigress, uh, not Luke Cage. I think they call him Power Fist. Power Man. Power Man in that one, although he's totally Luke Cage. Uh, No, his name is Luke Cage in the show. Yeah, just call him Power Man. Man. And then there's also Iron Fist and Nova. Mm -hmm. Mm. And for some reason, that was like just the best series I've I've ever watched. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually like superheroes again. (laughs) At the time, I was just like kind of done with superheroes. Mm -hmm. And especially Spider-Man, because I watched like all of the Spider-Man series. Oh, really? Yeah. How long long ago did you watch this this version? Oh, it was years ago. It was Disney XD days. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember really liking them too, but mm. something weird happened where they got revamped and the art style wasn't the same and the plot just wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. And also, that happened, the same thing happened to the Avengers. Remember the Avengers TV show? Yeah. That show was great. It was fantastic. And then they redid it and it just wasn't the same. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That means it was a new di- director who speed on the old one and he was like, I'm going to give you good because you don't know what good is. <laughs> and then nobody was like, I think you don't know what good is. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also when they came out with the Avengers. I think it's called Next Generation movie, where it's like a what if uh, if yeah. all of the Avengers had kids, oh. and but at the same time the world got uh, taken over. I think it's by Ultron. Ultron killed yeah. everybody. Uh, and so the world is also dystopian, but the Avengers themselves died fighting them. So Vision is now taking like Here raising all their kids. kids. Yeah. Oh wow. Was it? I thought it was Tony Stark. Was no, it, it was the vision. It was a vision. It was the vision, and one other person. Tony might have been a part of that. I, I remember Tony because I remember him feeling guilty about the way he raised them, because I think he wanted to like raise them the way they would have been raised by their parents, mm-hmm. and so he thought he didn't do a good job or something like that. Aww. yeah, I could see him overdoing things. Mm. Mm. The Hulk still survived, of course. Because of course, yeah. He, he made an appearance in that in that movie. I think he was... <laughs> he was, like, off in the desert somewhere, yeah, just being Yeah, home. I think he straight up just won the fight in the end. <laughs> like, he just showed up. He beat Ultron? <laughs> oh, my God. And eventually just came and beat the hell out of Ultron and left. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, mm. I remember the pairings were weird, because yeah. Captain America had a kid with Black Widow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, so. it was... Um, Hawkeye had a kid with somebody who was unnamed... Um, Wakanda, what's his name? T'Challa. T'Challa, yeah, Black Panther had a kid with his princess. Um, who else was there? How old is this show? This is also old. Years, yeah. It was it was very fun to watch, though. I really liked all of the characters. 2008. Yeah, there they are. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, Thor had a kid, his daughter, and Wasp. then Wasp, yeah, the Wasp and the Ant had a kid. I forgot what they called him. His... 
He was the youngest, I think. Is that what's his name? That's Hulk in the background. That's oh, Hulk. There's, there's Tony. He's got yeah. hair on his chin. Yeah, because he's, he's old. Oh. Because he survived. Right, and he never changed back, so he's probably just aging. Mm-hmm. They did find um, Betty. Uh, Who's Betty? His his love interest, Betty. Hulk's love interest. Yeah, I don't know her name. Betty. It's Betty. It's mm-hmm. Betty. Okay. And then uh, they reunited because it's been years and years since they've seen each other and they're both old and gray. And she's like, let's go, Hulk. And he takes her and he jumps off into the ethos, into the desert somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they're just living together happily, which is... It's going to have Hulk babies. <laughs> <laughs> she's too old for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hulk never has a happy ending in no. any of the jump forward um, comics or yeah. TV shows or anything. It's always really sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them was super messed up where it was like thousands of years into the future where everybody was dead from just infighting or whatever in time and it was just Hulk wandering the earth with Banner. Every time he swapped to Banner, Banner is just basically pleading with Hulk to let him die. Because yeah. every time he nearly dies of old age, Hulk swaps over and takes back over. Mm-hmm. And like there's this horde of beetle bugs, like machines or whatever that self-replicate and they come and they eat him for hours and then they leave. Like he's a source of food for them. Oh my oh. gosh, that's yeah. so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just a robot that's following him recording everything because apparently the Kree just sent a, a bot to see when he dies because they just want to have, like, have a celebration. Because they want to know when the last human dies. Yeah. Mm. That messed up. I guess there's someone suffering worse than Spider-Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Spider-Man just usually has a typical tragic ending. Just like, oh no, he's died. Sadness. Mm-hmm. He usually gets celebrated in the end. He doesn't yeah. get eaten by beetles yeah. for hours on end. But Hulk is like, let's see what we can come up with. Oh. <laughs> he is suffering in the color green. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Hulk is one of the examples that would be a casualty of the New Age writing. Because in the movies, Hulk doesn't have any of that tragedy that made him oh. famous in the comic books. Like, he's just a very peppy person now. Mm-hmm. He mastered the Hulk problem, mm-hmm. and that thing that was for earlier years like just constantly a persistent problem is completely gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he actually nearly had a movie as well that got scrapped, so that might have played a part in the whole Hulk combining with the professor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. honestly feel like that, for me personally, kind of ruined the whole character of Hulk. Like, that's his, literally his only problem mm-hmm. in life is the fact that he can't control the Hulk. Yeah, and then that's gone. Yes. But he has no no persistent enemies. No. That's true. That's something that I want them to explore. Because uh, initially, yes, that is his only problem. But through trying to control the Hulk um, in the comics, it's supposed to be starting to dissect his own psyche and his character. Mm-hmm. The deeper you go, is the more he finds out that the Hulk was kind of always in him. Because he has like an inner rage from his father was very abusive growing up and the way he was treated. And he always kind of had that hatred that he suppressed. And so the story was really about a person who's suppressing the pain within themselves. And then the whole just forced that out of him, kind of like it was a commentary in society kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also kind of had like a split personality possibly when he was a kid. Sort of became the shell for the Hulk as he grew up mm-hmm. when he got hit with gamma rays. Yeah. So there's a lot of trauma and stuff to, that they could have gone into, but it was so dark and serious. Yeah. They would not fit with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you had a show that you saw that you uh, wanted. Yeah, I watched, I recently watched this Korean movie called Taza, The Hidden Card, and it was, I really enjoyed this movie. It was, it, it kind of moved, it moved a little bit fast for my taste, but I guess it was a lot to get into. Yeah, as a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's about this card game, kind of reminds me of like a Korean poker. Uh, people gamble on it. Um, and there's this kid, he grows, he grows up always hustling people. 
masters this game uh, and then he joins this like gambling ring um, and of course that gets him into some trouble because people um, it's a whole ring of hustlers so they end up hustling each, each other. other at some point um, and from that a whole slew of events with his, uh, a love interest and all of that stuff, other stuff happens and eventually he has to win back something I'm not entire I don't remember what it is actually okay. no wait no he doesn't have to win back something he has he has to win the right to kill this other guy that he really wants to kill okay uh, because that guy ended up hurting his love interest mm. okay but it, it was a really it was a really fun and interesting journey of like how to get there because he has like a mentor and he ends up he ends up getting hustled in the movie so he, he goes he hits rock bottom Mm -hmm. and then he has this mentor of this guy who's also like a hustler but he's such a hidden hustler that nobody knows he's a hustler so he's never he's not a part of any gambling rings or anything Uh, he's just like a neighborhood hustler I guess you call him (laughs) hustler he said hustler a lot yeah well that's the word they use that's the only word they use (laughs) (laughs) like Akadama yeah Yeah, Akadama Uh, but yeah I, I enjoyed like every character in it and afterwards I searched it up uh, it, and apparently there is a previous um, movie of that the the mentor that he meets there is in the previous movie. Oh, it's like a really it's a much older movie. Oh, and, oh that's and, cool. Yeah, so it's like if I had watched that, I would have been, been like, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and so that's probably how everybody else was seeing it. And I think there is, <clears throat> excuse me, I think there's also a newer sequel. Um, and I don't know which characters they might have brought right over from the one that I watched. Mm. Right. So I'm I'm excited to get into this trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, I used to come across shows or books or stuff like that mm. back in the day where it's like, oh, this is great. Turns out there's a whole series. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most pleasant surprises you can come across. Yes. I like that, but when this there's not too many series. Because I, I, that happened to me once where I'm like, ooh, there's a series. There's 11 books in this series. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have to read them all. Uh, I love it, dude. The choice is gone from me. No, it's great because you, know, you, start, you start a book you and it's like, this is great. You, and you just want to keep going. You, yeah. You don't understand the way that I consume content. I know. Oh, yeah. It's literally, stuff. no, it's literally the only thing that I can do. Okay. Until I have completed my mission. <laughs> yes, you can't control it. That kind of ruins it for you. So. Yes. I mean, after each book, I'm like, oh, that was great. Great. You gotta work I, on some self control, girl. This is why I can only binge watch shows. I, I can't tell you the amount I suffer watching shows week by week on this channel. <laughs> wow. And I'm no, like, I need it now. You need to think of it as a training ground. You're practicing your self-control, and you can only watch one episode, and that is all. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I mean, What's weird is that, like, my patience for this kind of stuff is so, like, not consistent, because for, like, books and TV shows, I need to binge it. But if I play, like, a game that's like, watch this ad or whatever or microtransactions I'm like I will never do any of these things I will spend the next 20 years to get what somebody can buy in one click and I will be happy with that (laughs) I mean you you can't even just tomorrow I'll do one chapter one one chapter chapter (laughs) I mean what's a a decent amount that'll take you like 30 minutes to get through how many chapters 
30 minutes? 30 minutes. 30 minutes is not enough time. How much would you get through? I need... No, how much... It needs to consume me. You much? don't understand. No, I do understand. You don't. I'm saying there's 100 chapters. How many in half an hour would you get through? In half an hour? In half an hour, I could probably get through, like, one or two chapters. Okay. But it's the only thing on my mind. Even when I'm not reading... I go to work... <laughs> and all I'm waiting for is to get home and read this book. <laughs> I'm, I stop and I go to eat my dinner. The only thing I'm thinking about is when I can go back and read my book. <laughs> yeah. Wait till tomorrow. But then I go to sleep and I'm, my head is on the pillow. And I'm like, I can't wait to read that book. Yes. <laughs> you, you look it's... forward to reading it tomorrow. No. <laughs> Because, dude, I mean, it helped me a lot, I guess, with books. Because when I started reading, like, the Alex Ryder series, there were physical books. So I had mm-hmm. the ones at the library that I have to go down to library, borrow it, come back. So I had to have patience, right? Mm-hmm. And then also, you can't read a whole book no matter how hard you try in one day. I so it would take me, like, three days. I guess you could read it faster if you try. But I'm trying to, like, say, I'm reading this to enjoy it. So I'm not, like, mm-hmm. binging it. But after I do finish it and there's no more at the library, I have to order one off Amazon, or I have to wait for my birthday to get another book or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so over time, I learned spacing mm-hmm. and waiting and stuff like that. And now I have books that I read when I only go to the poop. <laughs> only go to the poop. <laughs> yeah. I have like three books right now that I'm only like two chapters in because I got them all at the same time, and I, the time to read them doesn't really come off to someone's like, ah, yeah, I could go for reading that now when I go to the bathroom, and so I go do that. I know that's much slower paced than the stuff that you read, which is drama. So it's more action oriented. Mm-hmm. So you gotta go see it now, 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 But really, you gotta try spacing it because right now you sound like you're just a slave to the content. Yeah, slave. It honestly Break sounds free, like that. Break free, girl. Break free. It's, it dominates your thoughts. I will say that I'm not. I know you won't because it's obvious, right? <laughs> but we might have to stage an intervention one of these days. Hmm. <laughs> I, I do get the feeling though of finding something you really like and just consuming it non-stop mm-hmm. my, my one connection that I can make to that was when I was reading Twilight <laughs> and I was, I was, that's the only book that I that's ever like yeah. consumed me and I, I was on the second book I think and <laughs> I was staying in New York at the time because I was going to, to college yeah and um, it was like, like the next day I had an exam and I was like 30 some pages away from the end I was like I can, I can finish. I can finish. <laughs> my, my grandmother was like, oh, that dog. <laughs> I, I like, understand. I, I was like, literally, like, I, I had to go to bed. But then I was walking out the door. I was trying to, like, read while walking. <laughs> going outside. Because, like, I was fully ready to walk to the bus stop. Reading the book. <laughs> I understand that. I've done that. Going to the car. I'm, like, read. I'm, like, going down the stairs. <laughs> I had, like, white-knuckling the railing. Going <laughs> down the balls. stairs. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. But you see, if, if you know there's 30 pages incoming, like you gotta plan your day. Like if I sit down to finish a book, I know I have the next two hours to finish this book. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not starting to read the final chapters 10 o'clock 
to 12 o'clock when I got to go to sleep at tomorrow's exam. <laughs> you, know, you, you stop reading because you want to finish it. Yeah, but and you enjoy don't. It. The thing is, you don't pay attention. You want it now. I, I'm, I'm only telling you in retrospect how many pages. I like, I that. was not paying attention. At, like, I just like bumped into a, a really amazing scene, and I was like, I let have to see how this. this let me just scene. read the. I just want to see. Oh my gosh, another cliffhanger. Let yeah. me just let me just see yeah. what happens. That's what keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the moral of the story is uh, addiction is real. Please call the helpline. She's <laughs> addicted to reading people. There's actually something that I saw as well that I wanted to tell you guys about. So I watched all of John Mulaney's comedy specials. Oh, I love that guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised you know him, but I guess, okay, cool. Yeah, he's very popular. I, I hadn't really known about him before. And I started watching his comedy because I was looking up Bill Burr comedy just to see what his new special is out. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing being a fan of a comedian. Yeah. Because they take like years to make another special. Yeah. And I, I saw all of his, I saw all of Ali Sadiq's, he's a new uh, oh, comedian. I, really I, I recognize his name. I don't think I've heard him interesting his thing. He, he's more of a storyteller mm-hmm. than a st- traditional comedian. He sits down and he tells a really interesting story that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, your parent comes home and they have a crazy day kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True stories, most of them. And, uh, and I also enjoyed watching all of Dave Chappelle's comedies. So I was like, I've seen everything that I thought was the greatest because everybody mm-hmm. talks about these guys. i got to find something else because I want something else going on on the screen while yeah. I do this. And so I found him and I watched him. And, dude, apparently he has a reputation for being appearing to be family friendly. But, dude, the amount of appearance he gets to work, he does. I was just like, huh, I can see it, though. <laughs> see, you know why? Has he, has a, he has a baby face. Yeah. yeah. And he's wearing a suit. And a suit. He, lo- he looks so professional. Surely yeah. he's safe. No. Yeah, he looks pre- presentable. He looks and sounds professional. He's got the zany voice of like a you know the nineteen. Like that, that I was gonna say that he's from yeah. the and back in the day people are like that on TV. They don't curse. Yeah. So it's like you hear, oh okay, that's where we're going. Yeah, and it's just like at the same time, while I enjoyed it, it wasn't. It's the weirdest thing because when you sit down to watch a comedian, sometimes you gotta put yourself in the mood of laughing. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay. I'm here to see this and enjoy it, yeah. not, not impress me, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. have to do with movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know? So I, I, there was a lot of times I wasn't like belly laughing or anything, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it was entertaining the entire yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So, so I went back and watched his old stuff, I watched it in reverse, I watched his newest and then went back and I could see like the, the degradation of the quality. <laughs> no, not to no. say that it was bad. Yeah, but, but you could see he was see, improving. Yeah, it wasn't as smooth and stuff like that. And also, it was kind of sad seeing how in the newest ones he was talking about how he was divorced and then go back how he has a fiance, oh. back how he has greatest girlfriend, how he really likes her. I didn't know he got divorced. The last yeah. ones I saw of him, he he was talking about the engage. They were married, but he was talking about his how he proposed. Mm-hmm. That was the um, last story I got from him. Well, I don't even remember that story, so I probably missed one. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, really interesting guy, but at the same time, I can see why there are levels to this com- comedian thing, because while he was good, I still do separate people like Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle away from him, because everything with those guys I find hilarious. Yeah. Even if I'm not laughing, sometimes I just be like, wow, that was hilarious. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with him, it's like, that's a really good story. That's really interesting. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I saw and heard all of that. It wasn't the greatest ever. Yeah. I, actually, he and Bill Burr did uh, this show together. Did they? Yeah. Uh, I never watched it, but it was, it's, it's like a live thing that they did. And they, I forgot. I can't even. Was they it? dress up like old people. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually, I have his, he has this record 
of some of his his comedy that you can purchase, like a record. A vinyl. Mm-hmm. A vinyl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have that in my wish list. Like, I'm going to get that one day. Oh. It's called Comeback Kid. Oh, I saw, I, saw, I saw that special. Yeah. Oh, you saw that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, in general, just saying, that's what I saw. It's pretty good. <laughs> Watch it. Watch it. I think he was uh, the one that, I think he, he either was or still is the main writer for SNL skits. Oh. He was. He yeah, I don't think he, he still is. Now. He went back to be on SNL a couple times, mm-hmm. and he, he talks about that a lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, he was Spider-Pig in um, the animated TV oh, show. Oh, the voice! Yes! yes. The voice! Yes. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. People were saying that his voice sounds so family-friendly, they put him in a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> he can't escape. <laughs> it happened. But yeah, that's everything I've got, unless you guys got something else here. Uh, no, I think that's everything I have. Same. All right. Well, guys, thank you guys very much for being here. Guys, if you like your time here, please leave a like, subscribe if you want to see more. Remember, you can see the Patreon if you want to see these two weeks ahead, and you can also leave uh, your own thoughts down in the comment section. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the city. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.